0: What's going on, everybody? Jeff Carter here, and welcome to the podcast. We're doing Psalms and Proverbs in 31 days. Today is day three, so we are reading Psalms chapters 11 through 15, and of course, Proverbs chapter 3. Thank you for being here. Uh, If you haven't already, uh, please hit that like and follow button, the subscribe button, uh, or the rumble button, whatever, uh, at wherever you're listening or watching this from. Really, really appreciate you being here. Also, make sure you have those notifications turned on. That way you get a little alert when these videos and these audio recordings go live. Uh, like I said, today is day three. So let's go ahead and jump right in with Psalms chapter 11. The Lord is in his holy temple. <clears throat> To the choir master of David, in the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee like a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They have fitted their arrow to the string to shoot in the dark at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes see, his eyelids test the children of man. The Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Let him rain coals on the wicked, fire and sulfur and scorching wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous, he loves righteous deeds, the upright shall behold his face. I love these psalms, especially these short ones. It just gives you an idea that not all of your prayers have to be long, wordy, um, you know, just full of, I I guess, just full of words. Sometimes the best prayers, the best psalms, are short and sweet, to, to the point. And God loves and hears all prayers. Psalms chapter 12. The faithful have vanished to the choir master, according to the Sheminith, a psalm of David. Oh no, the Sheminith. 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 <laughs> so, sorry for butchering that word there. Save, O Lord, for the godly one is gone, for the faithful have vanished from among the children of man. Everyone utters lies to his neighbor. With flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boasts, those who say, with our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are with us. Who is master over us? Because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will guard us from this generation forever. On every side the wicked prowl, and vileness is exalted among the children of man. Now, there's a couple of verses that I highlighted in this one while I was just reading right now. First off was verse 2. Everyone utters lies to his neighbor with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. Jesus talks about this uh, in the Gospels, and he says that a double heart to be double-minded is like a wave that is tossed on the ocean, tossed this way and that. It is literally driven around by the wind. And if you are someone who pretty much will flip-flop or go whichever way the wind blows. I've heard some speak that they they lick their finger and hold it up in the air to see which way the wind blows to determine which way they're going to believe or which way they're going to go today. We need to have single-mindedness of heart. We need to make sure that God is always our focus, that Jesus Christ, that Holy Spirit, is always our focus. His word says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these other things will be added unto you. And that's referring to all blessing, that if we seek first the provision of God, if we seek first the direction of God, if we seek first the wisdom of God, then everything else that we need and everything else that we want, as long as it is in God's, uh, or that is used to glorify God, will be given to us. So, love that. Also, uh, like like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. Now, if you don't know anything about metallurgy, which I know very, very little about, but I do know this that if by, by seven is like the perfect number, which is fantastic because seven is God's perfect number, it's, it's a number of wholeness, of completeness. But even if you try to refine silver an eighth or ninth time, nothing's going to happen. Literally seven times is the perfect number of times for refining silver. In fact, from what I understand, you might actually damage the silver and cause it to be worthless if you try to refine it more than seven times. I don't know. Check me out on that one, though. So what's going on? Uh, Psalms number 13. How long, O Lord? To the choir master, a psalm of David. How long, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Here we go again with another psalm that is short and sweet. Now it begins off with David crying out to God, complaining to God. It's okay for you to bring your grumblings to God. As long as you're not grumbling about God, you're bringing your complaints to God. You can complain to God. David does it all the time. How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? This is King David who spoke this. One that God said was a man after God's own heart. He said, God literally said, he is a man after my own heart. But David even fell far away from God. Think about that for a second. Psalm chapter 14. The fool says there is no God. To the choir master of David. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is no one who does good. Oh, there is none. There is none who does good. Apologize. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, any who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Have they no knowledge, all of the evildoers, who eat up my people as they eat bread, and do not call upon the Lord? They are There they are in great terror, for God is with the generation of the righteous. You would shame the plans of the poor, but the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion when the Lord restores the fortunes of his people. Let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. This is... Appropriate this psalm, to pray this psalm today because of the things that are happening in Israel. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion, that Jacob would rejoice, let Israel be glad, the Lord will restore the fortunes of his people. Whether you like it or not, Israel is God's chosen people. Jesus was Jewish. Plain and simple. And God said, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. Speaking of Abraham's children. It's the Abrahamic covenant. <clears throat> and Psalm chapter 15. <clears throat> who shall dwell on your holy hill? A Psalm of David. O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell in your on your holy hill he who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor nor takes up a reproach against his friend in whose eyes a vile person is despised but who honors those who fear the lord who swears to his own hurt and does not change, who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. This is something that I'm sure that we have all contended with. And I had just highlighted this right now. It's verse 4, the second part of verse 4. Who swears to his own hurt... Yet does not change. Does that sound familiar at all? Because I know I am as guilty of that as the next man. Like. <laughs> the change is hard. Change hurts. Change is painful. Change is difficult. How about this one? Change is necessary. Change is growth. Growth is good. I've heard it said that. If you're comfortable, you're not growing. If you find yourself in discomfort, in distress, in a season of pain, of stretching, God's doing something in you. I would, if I was you, take a moment, find a quiet place, find some solitude, if even just for a moment, and thank him for trusting you Enough and believing in you enough to know that whatever it is that you're going through, not only is it for his glory and your benefit, but it's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you wiser. Might even make you more prosperous. Who knows? Okay. Proverbs chapter three. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And this one contains one of my most favorite Proverbs everywhere. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. My favorite. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, or be wary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves, as a father, the son in whom he delights. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom, and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver. She is more precious... Oh, no, more is better than gain from silver, and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways... Ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is like a tree of life to those who lay hold of her, to those who hold her fast are called blessed. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth, by understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open, and the clouds dropped down the dew. My son. Do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes." For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. Do not envy a man of violence, and do not choose any of his ways, for the devious person is an abomination to the Lord, but the upright are in his confidence. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Towards the scorners... He is scornful, but to the humble, he gives favor. The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. Again, here we are in uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 3 and 3, 5, and 6. It's absolutely my favorite. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean, do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. This is referring to winding roads. We all know winding roads, okay? A lot of us really like those winding roads, especially if we're drivers, but most of us out there prefer the straight path where things are much easier. You don't really need to keep your eyes on the road because God's kind of got this one. You can you can roll down that one on autopilot. You can think about other things. You can be doing other things even or or concentrating on something else when you're going down a straight path. It's just a beautiful, beautiful image of what God will do for you if you, and it says, do you, in all your ways, acknowledge him. It's more referring to seeking his guidance and seeking his wisdom in decisions and in choices you're going to have to make in your life. Seek God's, his direction. His, his purpose for your path is seek God to uh, to guide your steps. It just makes life so much easier. And the other thing that I was highlighting, which is kind of why I lost my place back there, is is 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Of course, this is Old Testament. This is written eons ago, um, so it's referring to prosperity, and I know what you're going to think, you know, it's a prosperity preaching gospel, but it's here, it's Old Testament right here. Honor the Lord with your wealth, the first fruits. This is referring back to in Genesis, when Cain and Abel brought their uh, offerings. Abel brought the best portion, the first portion of his, uh, his top, his, tithe i'm going to say the word tithe oh it's a bad word he brought the first portion the best portion to god cain brought whatever scraps he had left over from his flock and herds cain's offering was rejected but abel's was it was uh, accepted as holy this is referring to that honor the lord with your wealth with the first fruits of your produce it's saying if you do this then God will bless you with plenty. Your barns will be filled to overflowing. The word there, filled with plenty, is overflowing. is more than you will ever need. And your vats will be bursting with wine, which means that your whatever you have to contain whatever you have will not be room enough for what, everything that God is going to give you. Try that out for size. And then... Um, Later on in the Bible, just before the Old Testament ends and the New Testament begins, in Malachi, God says, test me in this. It's the only time in the Bible that God refers to or tells us to put him to the test. Honor me with your funds. Test me in this. See if I will not be faithful. I know I'm I'm totally paraphrasing right now. I don't want to have time to look it up, but that's what he's saying. It's, It's pretty amazing. The things that uh, that God will do for you, for us, for you, for me, if we simply honor Him and seek Him and make sure to give back to Him. What is rightfully His? I just heard a, a, a broadcast a, a sermon, um, it was either this weekend or the past weekend, that um, it, it really kind of hit me. We always we us in the church for whatever reason the tithe is the first ten percent we believe or it has been taught or some people have taught most of us think feel that the ten percent is what belongs to God but that's wrong a hundred percent belongs to God it all belongs to God he is entrusting us to give back to him the first tenth portion and and then to steward the other 90%. If we go about doing that, and we steward it well, like the, the, in, in the Gospels when Jesus talks about the the, uh, the parable of the talents... You know, he gave to five, gave, he gave one guy five talents. He gave another guy three talents. And he gave another guy one talent The dude with five invested and in, do, do with this and that and the other thing. And he doubled it to 10. The next guy doubled it to six. And then the one guy, he took the talent and hit it. Those are the talents. That's what we're supposed to steward. If we steward that 90% well, God will double. Quadruple, even you know, whatever blessing it says, it he will open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out blessing upon you. Try that out for size. Hey, thanks again for being here. Thank you for uh, hitting that subscribe button, hitting that like button. Uh, if you're watching on Rumble, hit that Rumble button. Uh, if you're following along on on uh, on audio, and you're you're just listening to this via Apple or YouTube or um, you know whatever other. Uh, podcasts are out there hit that like button hit that follow button turn the notifications on really really appreciate it god bless you and we'll see you on the next one